Hello and welcome to Shore Foundation Church. I am Pastor John, your host, and we are so glad that you're with us. There is a word from the Lord today, and we know you're going to be tremendously blessed. We're going to open up with the word of God. And over here in Psalm chapter 115, Psalm chapter 115, hallelujah. Begin with verse one, and it says, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto your name give glory for your mercy and for your truth's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens. He has done whatsoever he has pleased. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusts in them. O Israel, trust you in the Lord. He is your help and your shield. You that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is your help and your shield. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord, which has made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has he given to the children of men. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence, but we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Welcome again to Sure Foundation Church. We're going to open up with a word of prayer. So close your eyes and bow your head. And I would encourage you to lift your hands. Father, we thank you for your presence right now, wherever we are, whenever we are, however we are listening to this message. We ask you, Spirit of God, to speak expressly unto us. Lord, if you don't speak unto us, if we don't hear your voice, then we are like them that go down into the pit. We thank you, Lord God, that you've not ordained us, you've not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through Christ Jesus, our Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you have already delivered our souls from death, and you've already delivered our, 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 our eyes from tears, and you've already delivered our feet from falling. We thank you, Lord God, that, that we are wise in your salvation. We give you glory and praise, Father God, that you have called us, Lord, not only to do a work, but that you have called us into the sheepfold. You have called us into your family. Lord, you have made us your sons and your daughters, and you did it by your own blood because of your righteousness. We thank you, Lord God, that because of your grace over our lives, Lord God, your, your unmerited favor, your, your, your staggering grace. We thank you, Lord God, that we have been made your children. Hallelujah. And we give you praise for it. And Holy Spirit, you are our teacher this morning. We ask you to speak unto us. Lord, make known the mystery of the gospel this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for, for your people this morning, Lord, that we would have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying unto his children. And we thank you, Lord God, that your word is materializing 
in our hearts, Lord, that over these next several minutes, that your word is unlocking the foundations of the deep on the inside, Lord, that deep and on the inside of us may call into the deep things of God at the noise of the water spouts. We thank you, Father God, that the door to the temple is opening and closing. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, that the, that the ministering spirits, that as we give voice to your word, that the ministering spirits are hastening over this word to make it happen in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord God, now that for the threatenings of the enemy, that you have granted unto your servant, that with all boldness I may be known the mystery of the gospel, as I stretch forth your hands to heal, that signs and wonders might be done over these next several minutes on the inside of us and on the outside of us, things that we can see and things that we can't see by the name of your holy child, Jesus. And if you can agree, if you're in agreement with that prayer, say amen. Welcome to Sure Foundation Church. We're gonna continue with last week's message on speaking faith words. And we've been talking over the last couple of weeks on the power of our words. The fact that our words have creative ability, the fact that our words are like building blocks, the fact that God is our example, that in Genesis chapter one, when he went to create the heaven and the earth in the beginning that we can articulate, that we can understand with our finite minds, when God created the heaven and the earth, God used words. So that's our example right there that we see in Genesis chapter one, God said over and over again, he says, first he says, let there be light, you know, but then God says all kinds of things in the beginning in Genesis chapter one. And the point is that God begins to see what God says. And we are actually created in God's image. The Bible says later on in Genesis chapter one, let us make man in our own image. And that tells us that we have the same ability God has given us that same ability on the inside. God has given us creative ability with our words. And sometimes as people, as Christians, you know, we have a tendency to forget the importance of the words that we speak and what God says about the words that we speak. So without going into too much detail, you have to uh, go back and listen to previous messages. Don't worry. They will be uploaded onto our YouTube channel. Um, which reminds me, our YouTube channel, please make sure that you subscribe so you can be blessed to hear these messages. You can subscribe to our podcast, hear these messages over and over again. Uh, listen to them while you're running, while you're jogging, while you're doing your chores, while you're driving, and just keep the word in your heart. But uh, go back and listen to the last couple of weeks. You're going to be tremendously blessed. We're going to go over here to Ephesians chapter 4, continuing this message on the importance of speaking faith words. And we, we mentioned this scripture last week in Ephesians chapter 4. But this is really going to bless you this week as we continue. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, we're going to go down to verse 32. It says, let, in the King James Version, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Verse 30 says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Verse 31 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and all evil speaking, it says, let it be put away from you with all malice that comes with it. We're coming back to that. Verse 32 says, and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Hallelujah. We've been talking about the importance of our words. Holy Spirit, help me this morning. I feel like the Spirit of God, 
I have notes. I have all kinds of things that we want to say this morning, but I feel like the Spirit of God is bringing a whole bunch of things together. Lord, help me to articulate it all. So this is, you know, the Word of God has so much to say about the words of our mouths. And I think I've said in previous messages that there's something about the Word of God. There's something about the Word of God spoken out into the atmosphere, whatever that atmosphere is. The Word of God spoken in your room with your door closed. That affects the atmosphere. The Word of God spoken in your home. It's affecting the hallway of your home, the hallways of your home. It's affecting the it's affecting the walls of your home. It's affecting the foundation of the house or the apartment or the condo that you live in when you declare the word of God. The word of God has creative ability. The word of God is the same word that made the heavens and the earth. God declared the word out of his mouth and the word of God is a person and his name is Jesus. And he's the only begotten of the father. He's the only begotten God full of grace and truth, according to John chapter one. So there's something about words and the, about words being spoken and how they have an impact in the environment, in the atmosphere. And we know that there's something about the word of God because the word of God is a person and his name is Jesus. That is to say that when I give voice to God's word, it literally goes into the atmosphere. And when God's word goes out, we saw in the scriptures last week, the word of God says in the book of Isaiah, my word shall not return unto me a void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall, it, it shall prosper in the way that I sent it. It's going to accomplish what God's desire is. So we declare God's word out of our mouths. It's making an impact. It's getting in the walls. It's getting in the hallways. It's getting in the foundation of the building that we're in but it's even going into the foundation of our lives. It's going into the, the foundation of our hearts when we declare God's word. It's going into the hallways of our lives. It's going into the, the walls of our lives. Some people feel like they're closed in in their life. They, they feel like they're, they're contained and they can't move around in life and they feel bound. Well, when you let the word of God go out, the word of God has the ability to penetrate those walls. The word of God has the ability to expand you and give you more room. Hallelujah. And this is what it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. It says, let no corrupt communication. In the Greek, this means let no sapros logos proceed out of your mouth. Now, we're going to talk about what this means here. Uh, this word corrupt in the Greek sapros, it means let no rotten communication proceed out of your mouth. It means let no obvious decayed, decayed words come out of your mouth. You know when there's obvious decay is you can see it. If you've ever seen bread that is all molded and disgusting and gross, it looks like it's something wrong with it. If you have ever seen anything anything dead and, and beginning that process of decay, it's kind of disgusting to look at. You can see obvious changes to the outside. And then sometimes there's even an odor that comes from it that makes it obvious decay. When it says this word, let no corrupt communication, let no sapros, logos, we're gonna get to logos in a minute, but let no sapros communication means no rotten communication, no communication that is obviously decayed. It also means, this word sapros also means let no, no, let no communication that is not, that is unfit for use proceed out of your mouth. Let no, let no worn out communication proceed out of your mouth. Let no communication that is of poor quality 
come out of your mouth. Let no bad communication, let no worthless communication come out of your mouth. Now we're talking about speaking faith words and we're coming, we're coming from a different angle here and we're looking at the importance of our words. And I said this last week from Ephesians chapter four, verse 29, that our words have an impact in our environment, but they have an impact on the people that are hearing those words. And that's why in Ephesians chapter four, the Holy Spirit says, let no sapros logos come out of your mouth. Let no, let no sapros logos, let no, let no corrupt is what it says here in the King James. That word corrupt means rotten. It means obviously decayed words. It means words that are no longer fit for use, words that are worn out, words that are of poor quality, words that are bad, words that are unfit for use, words that are worthless. Let none of those words proceed out of your mouth, right? And then it says, and then uh, I wanted to tell you this word communication. This word communication means logos. Now, when I see logos, I think written word. You know, I think a logo or a login. That's some of the words that we get from this Greek word logos. But the word logos here, it actually means something that is said. It means a subject of discourse, but not only the subject of that discourse, it's the reasoning behind it. Wow. It means speaking and speech along with that speaking. It means talking and sayings along with those with, 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 you're, with what you're talking about. It means words uttered by a living voice that embody a certain concept or idea. Now, this is powerful. Word of God says, let no corrupt communication. That means let no sapros logos come out of our mouths. But God is saying that the words that we speak have the ability, they can go one of two ways. And we said this last week, they can be blessing words or cursing words. They can be light words or dark words. They can be increased words or decreased words. They can be words that are, are life-giving words, or they can be word words that bring down, bring toward death. And here in Ephesians chapter four, it says, let no rotten words, let no words that are worn out or worthless proceed out of our mouths, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And we said that word communication, let no sapros logos means communication. It's something that's said. It's a subject of discourse, but not only the subject of that discourse, it's the reasoning behind it. And, and I'm going somewhere with this because we're going to see here later on that the words that you speak have everything to do with what you believe, what you really believe in your heart, whether you admit it or not, whether you recognize it or not, the words that you speak are telling something, they're telling on you. They're telling what you really believe. They're telling at least what you really believe at that moment. The words of your mouth are telling you. Your words are, of your mouth are telling you what you believe about the future. The words of your mouth are telling other people when you say them out of your mouths, the words of your mouth are telling people what you really think on the inside in your heart. If you don't believe me, I'm going to show you that in the word. But Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, meaning our words, we know our words have power because if they didn't have power, then this wouldn't be something that the Spirit of God needs to tell us. But the Spirit of God is telling us to watch what we say, because not only do we represent him, but God knows that the words that we speak, when we speak words out of our mouths, we usually, for the most part, I would say about 90% of what we say we, is what we really believe. And the word of God confirms that. 
Word of God says in a couple different places, we're going to go to those scriptures a little bit later, but in a couple of different places, the word of God says, I believe, therefore I spoke, right? For the most part, as people, we don't speak in order to believe. We already believe something and then we speak as a result. So the word of God says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. The words of our mouths have the ability to impact not just our walls, not just the foundation of our home, not just the, you know, the hallways of where we live. The word of God has the ability to influence the people that are hearing, and it can be on the negative or on the positive. So the word of God says, don't say the things that are rotten or, or, or obviously decayed or not fit for you for use or worn out or, or uh, worthless. But the things that we should say should be things that minister God's favor that minister God's goodness and God's life. They minister grace to the hearers. We're talking about speaking faith words. Verse 30 says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. That means that when you speak words out of your mouth, not only are they affecting other people, the words that you speak, watch this now, they actually have an effect on the Holy Spirit. The, now think about that for a second. We're just people. But the Bible says that the words that we speak, they're, 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 they're not only doing something to our environment or to the people in our environment, they will generate a certain type of response from God, the words that we speak out of our mouths. Because verse 30 says that if we're not careful, the words that we speak will grieve the Holy Spirit of God. I'm going to let that sit for a second. My Lord, this word grieve means to cause distress. Wow. It means to be in heaviness. It means to make sorrowful. Now we already know that the Father, the Word, and the Spirit are one. Hallelujah. God expresses himself in the Word. We can see him as the judge. He's the Father. He's the creator of all things. He is, is El, the highest of the high, El Elyon. But we also see God reveal himself in his word, glory to God. And not only the word that we read, but the but God's word that we declare out of our mouths. And we know that the Bible says in John chapter one, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. But then we know that God also reveals himself in the precious Holy Spirit, who is the revealer, who is the teacher of the word of God. He's the one that, that, that brings all things into our remembrance, all things to our understanding. That person of the Godhead of the Trinity, that person, can be grieved by what we say. And you, you know what happens when you grieve somebody by what, by what you say? You know I, know, I know you know what happens. It makes that person not wanna be around you. Now think about that for a second. There are words that we can be speaking out of our mouths that can turn God away in our lives. Meaning if you are in a season of your life where you are struggling, one of the worst things that you can do is push God out of your life, out of your circumstances with your words. So you didn't tell God, Lord, get out of my way. I got this. You didn't tell God, Lord, I don't need you in my life, even though I'm struggling, obviously, and I can't, and, I'm, and, I'm, and right now my life is a mess. God, get out of the way. We don't say that. But what we say is my life is a mess. I, nobody loves me. I have no friends. God is not even with me anymore. Like we, we say things out of our mouths that do not line up with what God's word. I, I just tell you, even just using that as an example, talking to you right now, 
feels hard for me to say because I'm not, I'm not used to talking like that. I'm used to saying what God says about me because I recognize that according to Ephesians chapter four, verse 30, my words have so much power, they have the ability to grieve the Holy Spirit. And that's the last person I want to grieve. I don't want to push the Holy Spirit out of my circumstances. I want to invite the Holy Spirit in. So we can see the contrary of this is James chapter four, verse seven says, submit yourselves therefore to God. It says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, I want to ask you a question. How do you submit yourself to God? Like, like how do you submit yourself to God? How do you come under and bring yourself to God? It's with your words. How do you resist the devil? Can we fight the devil? You know, even if you feel like you can box, we can't box in, in this realm, in the, in, in the realm, in the natural realm, we cannot fight. We cannot um, submit ourselves uh, or resist the enemy. That's, that's in another reality. The way that we do it is with our words. Our words actually are crossing reality. I'm not trying to get too deep here, but I'm just telling you that your words have power in this realm, in this reality that we can understand, that we can see and touch and things that are tangible, but your words also have power in another reality, in the spirit realms. And that's how we submit ourselves to God is with our words, how we resist the devil. We can't fight the devil with our fists, but we can fight the devil with the word of God, with declared out of our mouths. And it says he will flee from us. Then verse eight, this is what I wanted to bring you to. It says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. This says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, you double-minded. But I'm focusing on James chapter four, verse eight right now, where it says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. What does that mean, Pastor John? How do I draw near to God? Do I need to, do I need to go walk a couple miles to get closer to where God is? Do I need to, get to, do I need to rent uh, an airplane or, uh, or jump into a rocket and see how, how high up into the sky I can go so I can draw nigh to God so I can get close to God that way? No, those things, both of those things are ridiculous. The way we draw nigh to God, you know how we do it? It's with our words. You know? Now, we know it's with our words because our words will also grieve the Spirit of God and move us away from the Spirit of God. So this is how powerful speaking faith words is. You know, my old, my pastor, uh, my old pastor used to say, God talk, bring God on the scene, but devil talk invites the devil onto the scene. The word of God talks about how there are things that we can do that literally garner the presence of God. There are things that we can say that literally make it where the word of God has, the presence of God has free course because we've been declaring God's word out of our mouths, right? This is so powerful. Our words can actually move the spirit of God away from us and grieve him according to Ephesians chapter four, or we can draw near to the spirit of God. We can bring the spirit of God into our circumstances with our words, according to James chapter four and verse eight. Hallelujah. I want to take you, just in case you need another witness in the word of God, in case you don't believe what I'm saying, Hosea chapter 14 and verse one. Hallelujah. This is what it says. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for you have fallen by your own iniquity. And then it says, how do you come back to God? Verse two. Take with you words and return. It says in, in, in the King James, turn to the Lord, but I'm just paraphrasing. Take with you words and return to the Lord. Say unto him, take away all iniquity, Lord. Receive us graciously. 
That's how we come back to the spirit of God. That's how we invite God on the scene. That's how we avoid grieving the spirit of God is we don't let that corrupt communication, we don't let that rotten communication proceed out of our mouths, but that which is good. You know what, what good words are? Good words are God words. That's what good words are. Good words are the word of God, meaning that I can declare out of my mouth God's word without actually saying a scripture. So when I'm at work all day long, I'm always speaking God's word, but I don't make it sound like King James Version. You know, I don't make it sound like, um, I might not make it sound like the way it, it says it in the word of God. You know, right now I'm looking at Psalm chapter 115, verse 18. We already read this, our opening scripture. It says, but we, we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Well, I can say that. That's declaring God's word. Or I can just say out of my mouth, I'm always blessing the Lord. I can tell somebody at my job that I'm going to say good. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak God's word all the time from, from now on, for no matter what. I'm going to give God praise. I'm actually, I'm declaring God's word as I say that out of my mouth, whether I'm saying it from a place of meditation, whether I'm quoting scripture or that I'm just saying the concepts in God's word, I'm still speaking God's word. We read earlier in our opening scripture, Psalm 115 and verse 14 says the Lord will, well, verse 13 says he will bless them that fear him, small and great. Hallelujah. Verse 14 said, the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. I'm, when I declare God's word, when I declare God's word out of my mouth, I can declare God's word by saying what God's word says about that. And I would say it like this. I would say, I bless my wife in the name of the Lord. I bless my children in the name of the Lord. And then I tell my children they are increasing more and more. I tell myself when I look in the mirror, I'm increasing more and more. Not And not just in money. I'm increasing in health more and more. I'm increasing in wisdom more and more. I'm increasing in stature more and more. I'm increasing in humility more and more. I'm increasing in love. I'm increasing in patience and faith. Everything, everything I just said to you were concepts out of the word of God that I didn't say verbally in that moment, but I'm still declaring those concepts out of my mouth. I'm speaking God's word. Hallelujah. And when I do that, I invite I, well, I do two things. I invite God on the scene, but I also am ministering grace. I'm building up anybody within an earshot of those words. Those words are creating an atmosphere. Those words are building blocks, which takes me to my next point. Let's turn over here to Hebrews chapter 11. Hallelujah. I'm following you, Holy Spirit. We're going a little bit outside of the order that I thought we would go. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, we're talking about the importance of speaking faith words this morning. This is part three. Um, Hebrews 11, 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtain a good report. Here we go. Verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 11 says, through faith we understand, and here's the next part, that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And there's a whole lot in here. I want to just focus on I love God's word. It's inexhaustible. You can take it apart and put it back together. You can break it up and chop it up, and chew it up. And God's word has so much creative ability. It will infuse you with life. So we could say a whole lot about Hebrews chapter 11, verses one through three. We could say a lot about Ephesians chapter, or excuse me, Hebrews 11, verse uh, three, just the first few words where it says, through faith, we understand. But that's not what we're focused on. We're talking about speaking faith words. And my point is right here where it says that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Think about that for a second. 
God's word, we already said, we've established this in the last couple of weeks, that God's words, God's word and the words that we speak are both building blocks. God's word built the heaven and the earth, literally. God said, let there be light and there was light and you know all that, all that good stuff in Genesis chapter one. But then it confirms it here in, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse three, that the worlds were framed, meaning the foundation, hallelujah, the foundation of the world's plural were framed by the word of God, hallelujah. This is so powerful. God knew what he was saying here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse three. It says the worlds were framed. That doesn't just mean the world that we know, the earth and the fullness thereof. Doesn't just mean the sky and the seas and the mountains and the land. Yes, all those things were framed by words, by God's words. But it says this word, but, it, but this word worlds is pluralized here because we're not just talking about that world. We're talking about other worlds too. There's a spirit world. There's a spirit reality, right? The word worlds in the Greek, it's aeon. And what that means is it's a, a realm. A realm is a reality. It's a, it's a, a, it's a particular uh, universe. Um, um, it's it's a, a particular uh, dispensation uh, or, or age or a period of time. Uh, it's a, but it's a certain reality. And there's more than one. It's pluralized here, worlds. The one that we can see is the natural reality. But then there's another, there's a spirit reality, a spirit world. You can say this, there is a reality on the inside of our bodies that none of us have seen. There's all kinds of cells. We know it's there. There's organs, there's cells, there's blood, there's heart beating, there's lungs um, uh, contracting, you know, uh, breathing is taking place. We have a digestive system. There's a whole world that none of us can see on the inside of us. We got eyes, we got nervous system, we got electrical signals being sent from the brain to every part of our body. That's a whole other reality. But the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse three, that all of these worlds, everyone you can think of that we know about or don't know about, they were framed by words and not just words, God's words. Now this is powerful because you can, you can deduct. That means you have the ability to frame whatever world you desire in this world by saying the right word. This is the importance of speaking faith words. You know, so if I, I can either say what God is saying about me and frame and make frame up the, uh, the reality that God has called me to have, the, 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 uh, the blessing that God has called me to have, the riches, the health, the well-being, all of those things, I can frame those things with my words, making sure that my words line up with what God is saying, or I can say something else. And something else is going to cause, is going to result in me seeing something else in my life, aside from what God called me to say. Or I can say nothing in my life. And if I say nothing, then I'm just subject to what happens. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not building anything if I'm not saying anything. Hallelujah. This is powerful. Now, I want to take you to another scripture that we looked at last week. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 35. And I'm bringing this to a close. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 35. We saw this a couple of weeks ago. It says, this is Matthew's account. We're going to look at what Luke said because they were both around Jesus this day that Jesus, because my Bible, my Bible says this is in red. So this is Jesus talking, right? And this day that Jesus said this, Matthew heard it and so did Luke. I'm sure Mark heard, I'm sure John heard it, but we're looking at with what Matthew wrote as a result of what he heard. And then we're going to look at what Luke, Luke wrote down 
in, the, in, um, in his gospel as a result of what he heard. Because they were both within earshot of Jesus at the time that he said in Matthew 12, 35, a good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things, but an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Now I want you to, I wanna, I'm gonna read this one more time. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. Evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. How does any person bring something out of their heart? And we're talking about heart. We're talking about the inside of that person. We're talking about their belief system. In the, in the Old Testament, it says it like this. It says in the night season, my rains instruct me. The thing that's only inside of us, that's in our spirit, in the core of our being, that's what we're talking about when we say heart. And it says a good man that has good treasure in his heart is going to bring forth good things. So that's three things. That's a, that's a, a good man with something good on the inside of him. He's going to bring out something good. How does he bring out something good? By what he says. That's how you bring it out. And the same thing, an evil man, somebody that is not like God, that is dark, out of the darkness on the inside of him, too, brings forth dark things. How does that evil person do it? By what he says. Now, if you don't believe me, let's go to the, let's go, let's see what, let's see what Luke said. Luke heard the same thing, but Luke wrote down, he added something. This is in Luke chapter six and verse 45. It says a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth that which is good. So far, it sounds just like what Matt heard, right? And then it says an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth that which is evil. Sounds like exactly what Matt said. Luke and Matt were on the same page. But then either Matt forgot this part or Luke was just really dialed in and paying attention to what Jesus said. Because in Luke chapter six and verse 45, part three of this verse says, for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Oh my God, hallelujah. It says, for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Meaning whatever is what you really believe on the inside, what you really have on the inside, that's what's coming out of your mouth, whether you want to or not, whether you try to or not. If, if I were to get slapped unconscious right now, unconscious to the point where I'm kind of out of it, but I'm still speaking. And you know, what's really in me is gonna come out in that moment, whether I'm thinking or not, what's in me is gonna come out because the word of God says in Luke chapter six and verse 45, out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaking. That is to say that what's on the inside of us is like a river. It's like a river. Now for some people, it's a river, it's streaming waters and they have a current for other people, that which on the inside of us is not a river. It's not a river, it's a swamp. But whatever that is, whether it's a river or a swamp, there is a, a, a stream that is coming from that river or that swamp. And that stream is what we, it's how we release what's on the inside of us. And it's coming out every time we speak. Hallelujah. Verse 46 says, and why do you call me Lord, Lord? and do not the things which I say. Whoso comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you to whom he is like. But the point was the, uh, the, the good man out of the good treasure, evil man out of evil treasure, for the out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks, hallelujah. What you say has created a certain type of stream that what you say all the time out of your mouth, talking about the importance of speaking faith words, 
what you say out of your mouth all the time, regularly, without thinking, constantly, or even on purpose, that has created a certain type of a stream of things that are going, that are sprinkling into your life, but the stream is coming from the river on the inside of you. I hope it's a river. I hope it's not a swamp. But this is what it says in Job chapter 22. If you don't believe me, Job 22, 28 says, thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. And the light shall shine upon your ways. This is Job 22. That's what the Bible says. This is what the Holy Spirit is saying to you this morning. You shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. What shall be established unto me, Pastor John? Whatever you decree. And the light shall shine upon your ways. I mean, if you hear this message, you should get excited. We saw all kinds of verses last week about the words that we speak and how um, if, we, if, there's, if, if we have life in our words, then we're going to see life in our lives. You know, I'm going to go back to some of those scriptures in a minute. Um, I want to give you another one. Isaiah chapter 57 and verse 19. It says, I create the fruit of the lips. Wow. Peace, peace to him that is far off and to him that is near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. But verse A, part A of Isaiah 57, 19 says, I create the fruit of the lips. Don't you ever let somebody tell you that what you say out of your mouth doesn't matter. We talked about it last week and, and the week before that about how when you committed yourself to Almighty God, you couldn't commit yourself to Almighty God without saying something. You know, when a husband and a wife come together in holy matrimony, they can't marry each other unless they say something. We know they have to consummate the marriage with intimacy, but in order for them to actually marry and covenant to one to another, there has to be an exchange that takes place. And it's not just rings. It's not just last name. It's also words. Those words have to be spoken. Those spouses have to say, I do. They have to say, in sickness and in health, till death to us part, for better or for worse. They have to say some heavy things in front of other people to, to hear those heavy things so that other people can, can hear the impact of that vow and that commitment. Our words have power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, um, and then the last point I'm closing is that the word of God is so powerful. The word of God has the ability to fix the river on the inside of us is if the river's not right. So, so if you are a person under the sound of my voice and you know on the inside that you're not right on the inside, if you're one of those swampy people on the inside, it's okay. Thank God for the blood of Jesus and thank God for the word. The word of God, if we declare out of our mouths and we say God's word, God's word is so powerful. It has the ability to persuade our hearts. Like it says in Romans chapter four, Abraham's heart got persuaded. He kept saying what God said about him, and he became fully persuaded that God was going to do what God said he was going to do. God's word is incorruptible seed. I'm going to show you. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 23 says that we are born again. You are born again. I am born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. I want to tell you the words that we speak out of our mouths, those are seeds. Every time you say something. Now, what kind of seed is it, Pastor John? I don't know. Depends on what you're saying. It's either corruptible or it's incorruptible, right? 
Um, but if it's the word of God, then we know it's incorruptible because that's what it says in 1 Peter 1.23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God. Why? How, how, how do we know the word of God is incorruptible? That word incorruptible, by the way, it means eternal. It means perfect. It means unfailing. It means immortal. Hallelujah. It means no end. It means incapable of decay or corruption. It means not liable to corruption or decay. It means imperishable. It means quickening. Hallelujah. It's the Greek word, Thardos, um, um, but it means undecaying, it, immortal. God's word is immortal. It is eternal. It is perfect. It is all light and no darkness. It is incorruptible seed. God's word is the only words that you can declare out of your mouth that not only have a positive effect and minister grace to the hearers, not only draw the, the Holy Spirit in closer so we can draw close to him, not only does it do that, not only does it go into the walls and the courts and the foundation of your life to make things new again or to make things over again or to make things what God said they could be again, but God's word is so incorruptible that it will actually affect your belief system on the inside. It, God's word has the ability, God's word is so powerful, it has the ability to fix the soil. You know, you know, whenever you want to build something, you want to plant something, you want to get a harvest, you know, you got to have that seed. You got to take that seed, you got to put it in the soil, then you got to water it, and you got to give it the amount, the, the right amount of sunlight, and you got to protect it from outside things, and then it's going to grow up and become something. Well, God's word, the Bible says, is incorruptible seed, according to 1 Peter 1 uh, and verse 23, and that seed is so powerful that it's the only seed that if you plant it in the ground, even if the ground is not right, the seed will make the ground right. Hallelujah. You might not even water it like you should. It might not get the amount of sunlight it should, but it's, but it's incorruptible seed. It will still grow up and become what God said it could be, what God said it would be. The word of God has the power to place the right images on the inside of us so that even if right now we're not a good man with good treasure in our hearts, bringing forth good things. But if we declare God's word, we can be an evil man with an evil heart. And we keep declaring God's word out of our mouth, which is incorruptible seed. And the incorruptible seed of the word will begin to turn that treasure on the inside from evil to good. And the word of God has the ability to turn our person from evil to good because the word of God is that powerful. Somebody say amen to that. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you to lift your hands and worship the Lord. We're going to sing unto the Lord for just a few minutes and worship and let this word settle. And then, Father, we thank you and we praise you. We glorify you. Worthy are you, Lord. We exalt you and we praise you and we worship you. We thank you, Lord God, that our words are your word. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, that, that we are one with your word. We are one with Jesus and Jesus is one with us. We thank you, Lord God, that we are hiding your word in our hearts, that we might not sin against you. We thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus. We jump in the blood right now. We are all the way clean. We thank you, Lord God, that the word of the Lord has renewed us, has strengthened us. We thank you, Lord God, that the word of the Lord, that when we go in the way, your word is leading us. When we sleep, your word is keeping us. And as soon as we wake up again, your word is talking with us. We thank you, Father God, that we are boldly declaring your word out of our mouths.
And we thank you, Lord God, that as we say of the Lord, we are seeing in our lives. Hallelujah. So we will continue to say, we shall declare the decree. And we thank you, Lord God, that the thing that we say shall be established unto us and your light shall shine upon our ways. We give you glory, Father God, that we, according to, to, uh, to the word of God, according to the book of Luke, that we say to the mountain, be removed. Hallelujah. And we don't doubt in our hearts, believe, believe, believe that that thing that we say shall come to pass and we have what we say. According to your word, we believe and therefore we have spoken. We have a spirit of faith and we speak faith words. And we thank you, Lord God, that the spirit of faith says, I believe, therefore have I spoken. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, that we are not like them that go down into the pit. We are not like them that are without the word of God. We are not like them that are silent. We thank you, Lord God, that we say unto our souls, be not silent, but, but open, uh, open your mouth and declare God's word boldly. We thank you, Lord God, that we are just like you, that even in a dark situation, we say, let there be light, and there is light. Hallelujah. In the sickness situation, we say, let there be health, and there is health. In a, in a, in a uh, lacking and insufficiency circumstance, we say, let there be wealth, and there is wealth. We thank you, Lord God, that in the situation where it seems like there is cursing all around, we say, let there be blessing and there is blessing. We thank you, Lord God, that in the circumstance where we are lacking in wisdom, we, we receive your wisdom and we say, let there be wisdom. Hallelujah. We receive all that you have for us, God. And we thank you, Lord, that you have spoken unto us clearly, that your word has spoken expressly. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that, that the word is taking root in our hearts. In Jesus' name. We are so glad that you joined us today. We hope that you join us again next week. And we encourage you in the Lord. Have a wonderful, blessed week. We'll see you next time. Amen. Amen.